My new book is out, How to Be a Capitalist Without Any Capital. It hit the Wall Street Journal bestsellers list, and I just wanted to say thank you. I hope you get it at capitalistbook.com. Here's what user Jay Eggleston said in an Amazon review. Warning, this book is addicting, is Nathan the new Tim Ferriss. He said, I met Nathan during my college days when he was still CEO of Hayo. I knew he was inspiration since the day I met him. The book is totally a Nathan Latka original, and this is the new four-hour work week. Warning, though, it is addicting. I'm not sure how long I've been reading it now, and the only thing that is making me from put it down is the dreaded workday tomorrow. Six people found that helpful. Get the book today at capitalistbook.com. He would have, you know, had a little more patience, not got as hot headed as maybe he did back in the day. But look, it seems like everything's working now. 2012 launched Adthena. Again, really competitive intelligence, results driven, uh, enables people like call it clothing manufacturers to understand what's going on in maybe certain states if they want to drill down. But again, unique, uh, unique competitive intelligence for search specifically. The company is now over 200 customers paying, you know, three, four, five grand per month, doing about 600, 700 grand per month right now in revenue, 7.5 million run. Right. Hoping to break 10 million in terms of AR by the end of the year. They're growing about 115%. That's 115% year over year in revenue from 2017 to 2018. 90% revenue retention annually. That's on a gross basis. Net revenue retention flirts with 100% when averaged out. Willing to spend up to 30,000 bucks on CAC, which is about a nine month payback period. CAC to LTV about 4.5. So 140,000 bucks in lifetime value or about 36 months is what he assumes. His team of 80 people based in Austin, London, and Sydney. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're a bit strapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Ian O'Rourke. He's been involved in technology and businesses and startups for over 22 years and has built businesses in Australia, Taiwan, Silicon Valley, and the UK. Today, he's working on Athena, and he's been doing that since 2012, building it to its current position as the premier global provider of competitive intelligence. While Athena itself has wow, um, won many major industry awards, Ian's Entrepreneur Determination has also been recognized with the Developing Entrepreneur Award at the WCIT Enterprise Awards, commonly regarded as the Oscars for technology entrepreneurs. Ian, are you ready to take us to the top? I am. I am. Thanks for having me. You bet. All right. For the folks that have not heard about Athena, tell us what you guys do and how you make money. What's your revenue model? Okay. So we're a classic SaaS business. Uh, In essence, what we do is we use insights about your competition uh, in search marketing to drive customer acquisition for yourself. Tends to work with uh, fairly serious, large enterprise Uh, Search advertisers are doing a lot of B2C customer acquisition. So the likes of Hotels.com, Toyota, BMW, uh, Progressive, uh, various big B2C organizations across the world. Mm -hmm. So you're very much in the kind of high-touch enterprise space versus low-touch, high-volume. Yes. Got it. Uh, We we tend to be inside sales predominantly, um, and we will sell uh, fairly fairly short sales cycles uh, to marketing teams. What's what's uh, short? 
So 60 days. Oh, roughly. wow. Okay. And, and what are you selling? What's the average customer paying per month, would you say? So our average is roughly $50,000 per annum. Okay. 50,000 bucks a yeah. year. Yeah. And that, and that goes up and down. Sure. Like there's some very large customers and some, some slightly smaller than that. Um, but we're really used by organizations where search is an important acquisition channel. Yep. Now, when was the company created? When was it launched? So we legally founded the business at the end of 2012 and commercially launched it at the end, at the start of 2013. Okay. And what was happening in between there? Just building up the dev, hiring the team, things like that? Yeah, just getting started for a few months there. It was really only a couple of months. But I like to think of us as, as being out in market doing commercial things at the start of 2013. And did you bootstrap the company or you raised capital right away? Yeah, so we had no institutional funding, so we uh, I tipped in a little of my my own money and uh, business partners, and and then we have taken on a couple of angels uh, here and there, and we have uh, a quite famous investor did our uh, Series A in the the guy who was the original chairman and investor in Candy Crush, a guy called Mel Morris. Uh, came in and did it, our Series A personally, and and is a six-time successful entrepreneur, uh, and so he's been sitting on the board and helping us greatly. But in essence, we yeah we're not VC backed. Yep. So 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 total kind of capital in the company today. What what have you guys raised in total? Uh, around about five million dollars. Okay, five million USD. And where would you say most of that has have, has gone? Kind of engineering team or user acquisition or both. Um, it, it gets spread really engineering and sales, sales and marketing. Okay. Break, um, break down this kind of machine. It sounds like you, you mentioned inside sales a few times. What's the team size today and how many of them are focused on the inside sales? Good question. So the team overall, uh, we have offices in Austin, Texas, London is the headquarters and Sydney in Australia, and we're probably 80 plus people, um, who's in inside sales. I think there's probably 15 to 20 people. Okay, so, so pretty healthy. I call it 25, 30% of the company dedicated to inside sales. That's great. When did you hire your first inside sales rep and how did you work out the initial economics of what the ramp should look like, what quota should be, things like that? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, I found it very useful to have benchmarks. So there's a, I think Inside Ventures does a periodic table of inside of sales when field and inside. And uh, so you can look at the benchmark ratios on that. And then places like Sastra have a, a whole lot of blog posts about what, you know, how to structure comp plans. I, I have a sales background. I used to be a director of sales running a whole Asian operation out of San Francisco. So I had a a reasonable idea of it, but then I had to translate my old, you know, old time on-premise sale, perpetual license selling to the SaaS model. S- selling selling S- SLAs and maintenance contracts, right? Exactly. Selling a big bubble up and then uh, moving on to the next one. Yep. Um, but, you know, SaaS is, SaaS is a better arrangement than that. And, and, yeah, there's a lot of thinking and a lot of testing that has to go on into uh, how you design those comp plans. And then we've had to revise them as well. Uh, you know, each year we look at, are they, are they fit for purpose? Are they doing the right motivations and so forth? So we're getting you know, better and better every year. So when a salesperson, one of your salespeople today is fully ramped, what, what's their target in terms of new AR they add and call it a given quarter or given year? I have to translate this into dollars. They're, they're probably doing a bit north of a million dollars. Okay, that's their that's their target. 
Yeah, in a, in a new base environment, yeah. Yeah, so over a year, you want them kind of closing a million bucks in new ARR. Yeah, yeah, with more work, and it's different for different segments of the market and so forth. So we're, we're, um, uh, we're working more on multiples of on-target earnings. Tell us what that means. Um, so if you come in and you say, look, I want to earn 100 grand, so you're going to be 50 base, 50 on target, then we're going to say, all right, we need you to deliver five or six times that at least. Yep. Um, so you let them uh, set their own. They'll come in and say, I want to make a 250 grand a year. You're going to say, okay, here's your 50% base if you agree that they're worth it. And then you're going to say, in order to get the other 50%, here's what you need to close a new ARR. More that uh, if the on target is 100, then the minimum we need uh, in in quota is 500. I see. So come say, look, I'm the best person in the world. I'm a bit more senior than everybody else. I've got a big book of business, a Rolex, whatever, uh, and I want to be paid 75, 75. Then we're going to say, all right, well, you know, knock yourself out. Here's we're going to give you five, six times that in quota. Yep. Uh, not a, a five, six times the, the, the 150, not the 75. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, good. So launched in 2012, obviously six months later today, what have you scaled to in terms of total customers on the platform now? So we're a bit over 200 uh, enterprises on the, on the platform. Uh, most of those are UK, Australia. Uh, I think we have a handful of really, uh, really good clients in the US. We've been going in Austin for about six months now um, and seen some really good pickup. Uh, so, and they're, and they're big brands like Progressive and, and uh, Hotels.com and HomeAway and all of these uh, sort of sort of brands so we're really impressed with both the color of the people we've got in austin and the progress that they're making um we've scaled we'll hit uh, a little bit north of uh, 10 million us dollars in arr this year uh we're growing we grew 84 percent last year we'll grow at 115 percent this year on target at the moment we're uh, we're on target uh, and then we should organically do that again next year. You said one one five growth target this year, or one five zero. No, one one five. Okay, and your goal is to break ten million in ARR. What do you at? What did you do last month? What's your current run rate? We're running at a close to seven and a half eight. Okay. Uh, closing out this month, we'll probably get closer to eight. Okay. All depends on the on the pound US dollar exchange rate, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if I tell you in dollars, it might be a lot more, it might be less if the pound goes down. Well, if we stay conservative and say seven point five ARR run rate today, that means about six hundred and twenty five grand per month across that base. And where are you driving, you know, as you go towards the ten million dollar mark, where are you driving most of that growth from? Is it expansion revenue across the two hundred customers or is it adding brand new customers? It's adding brand new customers. Traditionally, we haven't uh, done a lot of land and expand. Uh, our pricing and our product is structured. Uh, that said, last year we we did quite well on land and expand. So people want to add additional terms. We had some additional mobile uh, products. We've now got a what we call a uh, a secret source is a whole market view, so we can tell any advertiser everything that's relevant to them at any point in time so that they know uh, their whole competitive landscape, whether or not they knew about it or not. So we do a lot of gap analysis and exploit that. We've now brought to a view so you can look state by state across the US if I'm only really interested or maybe I'm only licensed to do business in New York State for an insurance product, for example, then we can we can drill down on that now. 
or maybe I'm running, uh, you know, we've got a big retailer running uh, swimwear campaigns. They want to look at Texas, California, Florida, and New York. Then we can break down that view of the whole market in each one of those states. Ian, uh, churn, churn is critical in this kind of business. What's your churn today? So we retain uh, a bit north of 90%. And that's, uh, and that's, that's revenue retention annually? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And uh, that's gross. Sorry, that's gross, not net retention. So net retention can be as much as 100% or more if we if we added in upsells and things like that. So we look at those two figures, gross dollar, gross dollar retention in the 90s um, and then net dollar uh, varies quarter to quarter depending on upsells, quite sensitive to upsells. So Are you generally all above 100% though? I mean, that would be meaning your expansion more than makes up any lost. Uh yeah, not well. Because only have eighteen months of uh, doing much upsells, it's still bumpy. Yeah, like we don't have a fleet of people doing the upsells, so we might do a really great quarter of upsells. So that quarter will be well over hundred, and then we might do a really you know, slack quarter of upsells, and that'll be you know that'll be under hundred. Walk me through fully, uh, kind of fully diluted CAC. What are you spending to acquire a, a new customer? Fully diluted CAC, last count uh, in dollars, probably, I think it's a roughly 30 grand. Okay, good. So so way, way less. So your payback period there is about eight or nine months if the ACV is 50 grand. Yeah, yeah. I think we're, uh, I think last I saw, the last figure I saw was around four and a half uh, ratio of LTV to CAC. Okay, but, and, but payback, so four and a half LTV to CAC, that's great. Uh, uh, so called 120, you're assuming about 120, 140 grand in, in LTV, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, how do you use that number? So if you know, a lifetime value is 140 grand, do you use that at all in business decisions or just a number you have to have? Cause everyone asks about it. It's a, it's a bit of both, right? It's a bit of both. It, it, I like to look at it and see the improving health of the business. Right. We, 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 we just want to make sure we track all of them traditional SAS metrics uh, that, that people recommend in there. And we want to make sure that we're within the boundaries of sensible there, that we're not overspending on marketing and sales or we're not underinvesting in it, that we've got, you know, growth rates that are going to get us at the right multiples of inflation. When uh, we, you know, by the end of this year, we'll, we'll have been uh, reasonably successful adding several million dollars in the U.S. market. So we've proven that our proposition works really well. Uh, it's, it's marketed in the same way. It's sold in the same way. It's delivered in the same way uh, across the U.S., which is obviously the, the largest market for us going forward. And then we can really step on the gas and, and accelerate that market. Yep. Now, if you're growing at 115% year over year, that's your target here in 2018. Today, you're doing call it 650 grand a month in revenue. Is it accurate to say about a year ago, you were doing call it July or August 2017, doing about 350 grand a month in revenue? Yeah, that sounds about right. Somewhere around there. Yeah. Probably a little bit less than that. And are you, and are you, uh, are you cash flow positive? Are you still burning to drive growth? Where are you at? So we don't burn a lot. We'll be cash flow accretive in Q4 this year. So we're on the we're on the now. We just uh, but we we've continued because we get paid up front. About ninety percent of our new business is up on payments. So uh, we use that to accelerate the investment in the products. Okay. Uh, so that we can develop faster releases. So, so Ian, did I hear you accurately on it from a cash flow perspective? You're cash flow positive each month. 
Uh, we will be in Q4. Oh, you will be in Q4. Okay. And and what are you at today? I mean, are you negative 20% EBITDA? How much are you burning today? Uh, can't tell you off the top of my head, but it, it's it's not a huge amount. We probably fall within the rule of 40, right? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, um, that's why I'm asking, kind of taking your growth percentage, subtracting any, you know, uh, you know, negative net EBITDA to get your rule of 50, rule of 40. Yeah. Even that said, I mean, there's a big business 40 for a long time. I mean, there's a, the Pacific Crest guys or the Key Bank guys now do the big SaaS survey. And uh, even some of the stellar businesses that you saw uh, fell outside of that rule for a while. Yeah. Uh, and, and then they start to improve different aspects of the business. So if I look at, um, an interesting observation for us, at the moment, we spend 25% of our data collection costs uh, in the U.S. market, but we only have 6% of our revenues. So uh, I'm kind of making that big market. We have full coverage uh, of the number of customers to amortize that across just yet. But if I normalize that back, it would show me a much higher margin, which would thus change my uh, lifetime value and my LTV to CAC ratio. So there's weird little things like that uh, that you can really improve the unit economics. Ian, we're out of time. Let's wrap up very quickly with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, the hard thing about hard things. Number two, is there a, yep, number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Uh, there isn't, but I, I watch everything Ben Horowitz has written and, and then from and David Cummings. Uh, I used to read his, his notes each day as well. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building your business? Yeah, I was thinking about that. I've got lots of them. At the moment, I'm going to be seven geese uh, because as a CEO, I'm about KRs, I'm about alignment, and I'm about tracking progress. So from where I sit, uh, you know, that's my, that's my go-to tool for making sure that happens. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? I think I get at least five or six. Like okay. I'm not a, I, I get up pretty early. I get up pretty late. Um, so we'll call it, we'll call it five and a half. And what's your situation? Married, single kids? Married, two kids. Two, and and two, how old are you? Three. How old are you? Uh, you said 37? Seven. 47. 47. Okay, great. Last question. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? Yeah, I mean, so much that this will take you half an hour. Um, how to take a little bit more mature view of things and not get so hot headed, perhaps. Guys, there you have it. Uh, he wouldn't. He would have, you know, had a little more patience. Not got as hot headed as maybe he did back in the day. But look, it seems like everything's working now. Twenty twelve launched Adthena again. Really competitive, intelligence, results driven. Uh, enables people like call it clothing manufacturers to understand what's going on in maybe certain states if they want to drill down. But again, unique, uh, unique competitive intelligence for search specifically. The company is now over two hundred customers, paying you know three, four, five grand per month, doing about six hundred, seven hundred grand per month right now on revenue, 7.5 million run rate, hoping to break 10 million in terms of AR by the end of the year. They're growing about 115%. That's 115% year over year in revenue from 2017 to 2018. 90% revenue retention annually. That's on a gross basis. Net revenue retention flirts with 100% when averaged out. Willing to spend up to 30,000 bucks on CAC, which is about a nine-month payback period. CAC to LTV about 4.5, so 140,000 bucks in lifetime value or about 36 months is what he assumes. His team of 80 people based in Austin, London, and Sydney Ian, thank you for taking us to the top.
Thanks very much.